Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. As always, I am your host, Caleb Keller. And joining again this week for another episode is our co-host, Zach Horvath. Zach Horvath's looking great with that red Sith color behind him this week. How are you doing this week, Zach? I'm good, man. I, I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's been, you know, somewhat of a long week. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. As we always state, we haven't discussed beforehand. I saw our quick takeaway. Um, you can check that out if you're on YouTube. But uh, Keller posted his thoughts. So if you're on the edge of your seat for mine, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait to talk about that Bad Batch episode. Um, yeah, we'll hold off on sharing thoughts for it until we get to that. That's moment. right. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to just have this conversation with you. We hope that you're enjoying those of you listening, uh, enjoying listening to our conversations. We appreciate the support. We appreciate those of you that are listening on our podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, any of them. You find us, type in Mando Talk, you can find us there. Uh, and those of you that are watching us on YouTube, we appreciate that support. Uh, but I guess go ahead and just get my final plugs in. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mando Talk. And again, Discord, click that link. We've got Bad Batch spoiler channels going to talk about the Bad Batch. Uh, we're getting closer with some of our listeners. It's it's really fun. So go ahead and join in that community with us. There's really nothing else to say other than it's just super fun. Yeah. Let, all right. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, it. So first, we'll start off with uh, the news of the week. You know, you know how we do it around here. Come on, we get into the news. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to get into some Bad Batch episode six spoilers. Mm -hmm. So stick around, wait on that. We're going to touch on a few topics today, not a lot, um, kind of a slowish week. And I'm not mad about it. Um, I think it's going to definitely start kicking up. Um, at least that's what it's starting to seem like. So, first one off the top in a recently re resurfaced interview from John Boyega. Um, he stated the following re regarding a return. He said, quote, I am open to the conversation as long as it is Kathleen, JJ, and maybe someone else and the team. It's a no brainer, end quote. So interesting quote from yeah, old John. Um, so let me first ask you, what do you take? What's your what's your initial take? You read the quote. What do you think? I mean, for me, it's exciting because I love John Boyega. I love his character, Finn. And I think there's tons of potential there for that character to make a return. So him being open to it is exciting. But, you know, it's one of those moments, too, where I just don't know if it's actually going to come to fruition, though. Like, is he just saying it to remain on good graces with the fan base and with Lucasfilm and Disney, but not really wanting to do it you know because you never know exactly what the actor or actress is doing in those interviews like are they just keeping on the good side or are they actually being true and honest you know i guess those were my initial takeaways what about you yeah i um i was surprised that he said this to be honest um i thought he was very much i'm done with star wars at least that's the vibes i got after rise of skywalker mm -hmm. and again do I see it happening? Very slim, especially mm -hmm. that he calls out Kathleen and JJ and these specific people. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. Like, I, I'm excited to hear that. And I, I want him to say it's a no brainer. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. The odds of it happening are very low for me. Yeah. And you guys got to remember, you alluded to it, but like actors are just, they're the workers, right? Like mm -hmm. they... They want to keep working. So why would you want to burn that bridge with someone like Disney um, and Star Wars and people want, you know, people do love Finn. They, they do. Um, and especially with the tiptoeing around him being force sensitive, it's like, yeah, on, give us something with that. So I think that's what he means in a veil where he's mm -hmm. saying, make him some sort of force user and I'm back. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do you agree and with it, that? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that and a couple things that come to mind number one i think this is from an interview back in the summer of 2020 and i know that was just a couple months a few months after him saying nah i'm, I'm good with star wars for right now so i i see where where you're coming from with that and you're 100 correct in saying you know you're surprised by this because yeah he's been kind of back and forward with that but my biggest thing with this 
is he specifically mentions JJ and we've been talking about JJ Abrams the past couple of weeks in these interviews he keeps doing he's talking about wanting to do new stuff and not going back to pre-existing franchises and if Boyega is hoping on JJ coming back to make him come back to his character I think that makes the chance even slimmer because I don't see JJ coming back to Star Wars I I really don't either man I I I think he's done um that's just a, a initial take for me. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they rope him back in. Who's to say he doesn't direct it? Maybe he has hands on it. Maybe he's a producer or a writer or something. But yeah. again, I, I think he might be done. But yeah, but rem- remember this too. It's, here's another plug. TikTok, at Mando Talk, we're doing like yeah. these minute uh, news pieces. I said in this week's mini news piece on TikTok, money talks. Oh, uh, yeah. If, I mean, if John Boyega gets enough money to come back to play Finn. He'll do it. J.J. Abrams, if he's needing to get some extra cash, he'll come back and work on well, Star Wars. I mean, of course. Like I said, they're all, you know, employees. They're yeah. they're You know, they they are working for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you back up the truck. It's going to be kind of hard, you know, especially with where Finn's Finn landed at the end. And it's just. I don't know. As an actor, I'd like to think that you'd want to keep that door open because yeah. you'd never know. I mean, Especially and- with the, you know what I'm going to say, Disney Plus. Yes. I mean, why would you say, like, why would you want to piss them off? Especially now with Disney Plus blowing up and us as Star Wars fans dying for content. Like, I just want yeah. more and more because I'm greedy. Um, and, I don't know. I think it's a smart call by John. But even though this was, like you said, it was before yeah. kind of, you know, now. But that's, you know, I I thought it would be good to bring up here, you know, just to talk about John. Mm-hmm. And because at least where I stood, I thought he was like, I'm out. These fans yeah. are nuts. I'm out. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like, you know, um, maybe not. And it's just a smart play by him. Right. Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before I move on? No, I mean, I would love to see Finn. I love the character. I love John Boyega. So, you know, if he wants to do it, come come back. We'll take you. Yep. Beautiful. So uh, moving on. Number two, according to the Ronin, I'm going to say these names now and you're going to have to, you know, uh, suffer with me. Um, a Align Bonetto. Uh, sure. 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 Uh, sorry if I said that wrong. Will be the production designer of Rogue Squadron, the upcoming Star Wars film directed by Petty J- Patty Jenkins. Now, I am super hyped for Rogue Squadron. So, um, you know, this this team is no, most known for their work on the uh, Wonder Woman um, character. And so, where do you sit on this? Is it do you care first off, and like where where does it land for you? Yeah, my, I mean, it's cool. I, I like Wonder Woman. I, I like both films. You know, obviously for me, the second one wasn't as good as the first Wonder Woman, but I'm good with it. You know, Patty Jenkins is super talented. I'm not surprised at all that she's bringing in talent that she's worked with before, especially mm-hmm. from the Wonder Woman uh, character, because those films have been overall very successful. So I think this is just one of the first names that's coming down the list of people that she's going to bring in for this rogue squadron project it's not for me it's not something that just like gets me absolutely pumped or stoked but i like it you know like you said it's pretty cool it's good to hear i mean um i agree that the wonder woman movies the first one is way better than the second one in my opinion i hot take i didn't even finish the second one the first time i was just like this is horrible i i hate this this is so i do have a lot of uh and so trash but a lot of things with one woman 84 that drive me crazy but i did push through it only because it was like the first big film that came out post covid and you know all that yeah i I mean i eventually came back and we we tether and i finished it but she was right there with me of like this is what the crap because wonder woman one was so good i thought um but that being said they're both good enough that the team behind it you can tell i just it'd be good to keep them going right mm-hmm. um one one thing that i thought of uh talking about this is breaking bad um i love breaking bad i don't know if i've talked about it on here before but it's like probably number one for me and in, in my favorite mm-hmm. I, I won't lie um and the reason i bring them up is when they went to better call saul a lot of the same team stayed together mm-hmm. and 
I believe you can feel that because it's very high quality as well. Now that has to go with riders and everything, but if they can keep the mesh going and the mold and they know how they work with each other and it just keeps the machine lubricated, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think it probably makes Patty Jenkins is trans transition into the star mm -hmm. Wars franchise a lot smoother, you know, just yeah. that familiarity. Exactly. That's a big part of it. And I thought that's why it was important to bring up because it, it just, if if it can make her feel more comfortable and do a better job, then I'm all in. Like, yeah, whatever it so takes. Before we move away from that, though, mm -hmm. I know you alluded to that you were very excited for Rogue Squadron. Yes. You want to just share some thoughts on Rogue Squadron? Because I don't think we've shared thoughts on that on this podcast in a while, honestly. We haven't really talked about it. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it at all. Um, yeah. I, I got to say, I'm super excited about this movie and mm -hmm. with Patty Jenkins. Like, She's legit, okay? Like, yeah. You, you got to give her some credit. I feel like it gets... I, I was trashing her with Wonder Woman 84, but I, overall, I think she's still legit, and I am excited to see what she can do with Rogue Squadron because um, in some interviews, she's talked about how much, like, how passionate she is with Star Wars. You know how all these... Yeah. Everyone's been affected by Star Wars. So all these filmmakers that are getting to work on it now their kids in the, in the sandbox playing with their star Wars. And that's exciting as a fan because I want to feel the love, right? I love it. And I want to feel the love. So if you tell me it's going to be freaking fighter, like, dude, come on. Yeah. Give it to me. I love it. Yeah. And it seems like she knows quite a bit as far as potentially the back or, or the bones of piloting and things of that nature because that the announcement video that they released she revealed that her father was part of air force and it was, he was sick yeah so i think she, it's it's very passionate for her, this project and i think she's gonna release that and give everything she's got into it so i'm very excited just for that alone but mm -hmm. also i think it's gonna be like top gun meets star wars and i'm here for it if if they tell like if that's that's all they gotta say if they come out and someone's like Top Gun meets Star Wars, I swear it will go on my anticipated list. Like yeah. it's already high, but that's exactly what I want. When you tell me a Rogue Squadron is the name and it's going to be about freaking X-Wings and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. If, it, if you can make it feel like Top Gun, oh my God, like, thank you. And I want it to be a little grittier too, personally. Like I want it to be kind of edgier because I want I want the pilots to be, I, I don't want it to be like a a, a kitty like ha 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 kind of a thing. I want it yeah. to be kind of you know a little bit Rogue One ish really. Mm. If, if that's where my mind goes, because if you're talking, I mean that's like people killing other people and stuff, right? It's pretty yeah heavy already. So no, I thoughts? would I would agree with that take. I I would like to see like a Rogue One vibe, um, mm -hmm. like you said, more gritty but yeah i don't really have anything else to add to that as far as what i would expect for that because i don't really have predictions for it yeah too exactly far away from it other than i think we're gonna see some very cool shots i can't wait to see it in theater let's go in theater hoorah um all right that that's all we got on that one just thought it was you know worth bringing up especially rogue squadron we haven't really talked about it and i feel like it's worth talking about so that's that. Uh, number three on the news here. Um, we're going to talk about the comic War of the Bounty Hunters number one. So mm -hmm. um, this is this is a comic that follows the journey of Boba Fett delivering Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt following the events of Empire Strikes Back. Now, there's a little spoiler we're going to talk about. Um, so if you if you plan on reading the comic or, or you don't want to hear it, you know, just mute us and I'll yeah. I'll I'll do something crazy to tell you it's okay but yeah. spoiler warning here we go um kira is that how you say that mm -hmm. yeah all right that's what i thought kira I'm is so revealed low. at the end of the comic um so pretty big deal in my opinion like they didn't have to you know bring her in and i'm, I'm happy to see that they're recognizing solo and pulling on that string mm -hmm. what is your thoughts you hear this go ahead well i love it because first of all i love 
I loved Solo, a Star Wars story, even though it didn't make a bunch of money. I'm still here for a second one, but you know, anyway. Hashtag make uh, Solo 2 happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I love the character Kira. I think there's tons of potential there, especially with the tease that they put at the end of Solo, a Star Wars story. But apparently, well, it's not apparently. We know this by now. So this comic is after Empire Strikes Back, which is a good like 10 years after Solo. So we yeah. got a 10 year gap here where we know now that Darth Maul is not around. So Kira's got to be the head honcho of Crimson Dawn. So there is tons of potential here with this character. And we know it's a love interest of Han's. Um, and we know eventually before the sequels happen, Han and Leia have a falling out. Maybe this could imply that Kira's got something to do with it eventually. I think it's more so just like they said in the movies that Ben falling away to the dark side broke them apart. But anyway, mm -hmm. I don't know. I love Kira and I love Amelia Clark. She recently just had a, an interview talking about this and she says she got emotional whenever she found out that they're bringing that character back. So here's where I, I really want to discuss this. Do you want this told in a comic book? Because I mean, Amelia Clark, I love her. I want to see her more. I personally want to see it more played out in a tv show what are your thoughts zach i will be completely honest with you and i'm gonna wreck your dreams a little bit okay i don't really need to see it okay i guess um okay. i i didn't i don't know she didn't latch on to me like i wanted to know more about her um mm. after watching solo now i love amelia clark she's my you know she's my Khaleesi. come on now um but <laughs> I, again, I, I, I gotta be honest. I don't want to lie to you guys. I, mm. I think it's cool. I, I see it more as a star Wars doing what it should do and pulling in these people and places and familiarities that would make sense. Yeah. That's what I like out of it more than the actual character itself. However, with you bringing up uh, crimson Dawn, mm -hmm. that's sick. Like, I, I, I didn't really think about that of where she would be at this time. And I hope you're right. And I hope we get a lot more of that because that would be awesome because we're getting down into the underground type stuff, which is obviously where we, we love. And that's where the fans love. It's proving that with Mandalorian and even uh, <clears throat> Bad Batch a little bit. We're getting into <laughs> that stuff. So, um, again, I think it's cool. I am not obsessed with it, but... I'm good to hear that you are. I won't yeah. lie. Um, no, that's fair. And I think that's a good representation of, I mean, money, the money shows it a representation of what people thought of solo. I mean, yeah, it just wasn't I, enough to turn people out. I uh, like solo. I think overall people that watch solo think it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Just we've talked about this before. There was a lot of good movies out there during this time frame when they dropped it. It was coming off the hills of the last Jedi where people were like, oh, cancel Star Wars or we're not watching it anymore. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a lot, lot of things working against it. But overall, I think people say that it's just a fun movie, but maybe there just wasn't enough there to get people cranking. And and the way I talk about Solo is it's going to sound like a bad thing, but don't get me wrong. It's not. I like Solo a lot. It's a perfect streaming movie to watch. Mm. Like mm -hmm. if I go and pay $30 at the theater, it's good, but I'm not like obsessed with it. Yeah. If I'm at home watching solo and I put it on, never seen it before, I would love it because it's super fun. It's got amazing characters. I, I that's how I always put it. And now and again, I'm, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's interesting that you say that too, because I hear a lot of people talk about how now that they're watching solo at home, there's way more interest in it. Exactly exactly i so that, i think I it's think just because i think it's because it's not a amazing theater movie theater experience for me but mm -hmm. it's the perfect at home watching on the in bed star wars movie for me yeah uh so I, i'm excited to see this um yeah hashtag make solo 2 happen let's get more kira in there and uh i i just let us know what you guys think. Are you excited yeah. to hear this? Like, have you read the comic? Uh, I, I want to know more about it because, as you know, at least with me, I'm not huge into reading all the other books and comics and stuff. I'm more of a general guy, and I'm getting more and more because of my boy Keller up there. He's digging <laughs> me in. But 
uh, I ain't mad, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. anything else to add on Kira before we move on? Uh, I I see what you're saying. I, I wouldn't be brokenhearted if they didn't do this as a TV show. Mm. I look forward to the. It seems like they're going to play with the character more in the comic series, so I look forward to getting her that way. And uh, other than that, nothing else to say about it. Spoilers Fair. are over though, so let's just yeah. like wave Spoiler. our hands, come back, yeah. unmute, <laughs> unmute. <laughs> um, we're back. So, uh, one thing I want to point out, um, to round off the, the news for yeah. the day, there's, uh, just some quick little additions to the Andor cast that we wanted to bring up. Uh, it's Chernobyl's Robert M's mm -hmm. in a supporting role. That's from straight from deadline. Um, and then there's a rumor on the internet here. I'm going to say the name here. Here we go. It's, uh, you know, Rajavan Vasan, Rajavan Vasan. We're going to roll with that. And um, so that's the rumor that he's coming around on the Andor. I'm Reddit. So, you know, we can't really trust that one as much as the deadline yeah. one, obviously. Uh, exactly. Um, but, but you know, worth bringing up. We want you guys to know the news. And here we are. Uh -huh. Then the last one would be um, Duncan Powell as Rus Ruscott Melshi from Perfect. Rogue One. Perfect. You're killing me with these names, people. <laughs> I need some like John Smith. <laughs> i'm just kidding don't do that <laughs> but uh yeah so nothing really to talk about there nothing really to discuss yeah. but i want you guys to be up to date and that's where we stand on andor real quick to finish off the the news for the day that's all we got mm -hmm. um we're talking about andor and we've been talking about it a lot here lately because they don't know how to control leaks <laughs> the, the the dude security dude's already lost his job i'm sure because they've been videoing and taking pictures. <laughs> but um, I want to know where you stand on Andor. Do, do you care about it? Like, are you hyped about it? Are you more or less with all these leaks coming out? What's your stance on Andor? The more info comes out for me, the more excited I'm getting. Because I'm just one of those that throw a Star Wars label on it and I'm there. Uh, <laughs> so you give me Star Wars pictures, I'm there. Uh, and especially when I saw those shore troopers shooting a scene with... Diego Luna as Cassian Andor sign yeah. me up because that's just Rogue One vibes. And to be honest, I don't know. Okay, never mind. The Force Wagons is number one for me, but Rogue One is definitely <laughs> top, top of the list on a lot of fans. Oh, yeah. The Star Wars era movies. So if they're tugging at that thread, it's going to be a successful show. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, where I stand on it is kind of above middle of the road. Um, okay. I'm, I'm excited just because it's star Wars and I'm excited that they're doing it. Like they're actually making it and mm -hmm. it's going to be coming out and it does seem like it hopefully will get a little darker, which I love. I want it to be yeah. that rogue one vibe as we spoke about recently. Um, but it's kind of the same as we discussed in the last news piece. I won't say anything, but I just, I am not obsessed with the character. So yeah. I hope this changes me. That's that's what I want out of the show. I want by the end of the show, I am loving the character and I'm loving the depth. If they can do that, boom. That's I where I stay. Feeling, I have a feeling. I don't know why I feel this way. I hope I'm right in feeling this way. Mm -hmm. I think Andor is going to blow us away somehow. And I, I don't know how yet, but I just I hope you're sense. right. I think it's going to be one of those like big surprise shows that might blow the internet up who knows who knows it, i i hope it, if we're gonna compare i hope it's like wandavision because mm. wandavision was very middle of the road for me i don't i didn't really care about those characters but by the end of the show i freaking love wanda and vision and it was weird it was different they took risks it was a sleeper hit for marvel like everyone was talking about it on twitter I yeah. want that out of Andor. If they can do that, like that's a big task. But if they could do that, man, I mean, that would be that would be huge. Um, I think so. So I, I think it will. But we'll see. We'll see. I hope you're right. But uh, that's all we got for the news today. Off the tops, not too not too much. Uh, we did dig in a little bit deeper than I I meant to. But you know, you know what we do. We're just talking. We just hanging out, talking news, and yeah. then getting into rabbit holes. That's what we do. So um, now. While you're here, let's talk about episode six spoilers. 
titled Decommissioned. That's the title of the episode here. And I'm going to, before we, I let you take over, I'm going to sure. talk about our Twitter poll. So over at Mando Talk on Twitter, um, come join us if you want to, you know, be a part of the show. We always ask you guys what you thought of the episode. So here's where we stand on decommissioned. 4% not for me. That's looking pretty good. Again, it's Set- just that that one person, I think, each week that's voting for not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that person. I hope you're a listener. Thank you. We love yeah, you know, we love you. Don't get me wrong. We love you who it's not for you. But well, you know, I'm saying like, like you you're following a Star Wars podcast and it's not for you. Like, all right, you ain't got to vote, but OK. Um, all right. So I want your opinion. So thank you for that. 17 percent says it's OK. 30 percent says good, but not great. And 47.8 percent says top tier. Mm. So almost 50 percent say top tier yeah keller where do you stand on this as you were doing that i'm looking scrolling through and looking at like all the previous episodes Mm -hmm. and for some reason that four was it it was 48 top tier seemed Mm kind of low to me uh compared to other weeks it's right on the money i think it yeah okay we've been close to 50 percent almost every week that people are voting top tier uh for the bad batch okay so back to me though Back to me, you know, you're here to listen to me, right? <laughs> uh, top tier is not where I'm going this week. I'm going to say it's good, but not great. So initially, on my first watch, I did think it was top tier. Mm-hmm. Only because a lot of action, uh, the Corellia planet name drop, and we'll get to talking about that mm-hmm. here in a second. Uh, the huge tease that's at the end that I can't wait to talk about. So I... After seeing all that the first time, I was like, dang, that was a good episode. I loved it from beginning to end, top tier. After my second watch, though, it was just a very actioned episode, but not really the character-driven development. And the Empire stuff wasn't in there. So all the things that we keep talking about each and every single week that we love to death about, the Bad Batch when they do it wasn't really there as much as I initially thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, on that second watch, it really just stood out to me that this was just an action-heavy episode. And that's great and all. I mean, it's Star Wars. There's wars in the name Star Wars. We're going to see action. (laughs) Uh, But when it comes to shows, you know, shows really get their, their bones, their structure from character development. I just felt like it wasn't there. So I'm going with good but not great. What about you, Zach? I am right there with you, my friend. I voted good, but not great. Um, The reason I voted good, but not great. I was right there with you. I was on the line. I won't lie of top tier and good, but not great. However, I have to agree. I just said that, but I have to agree again because um, it it just didn't nail uh, character depth or it didn't give us a lot to go with there. Some of the other episodes I would consider top tier were able to weave character and action Mm -hmm. to make it make sense and make it uh, more uh, intertwined. Where this episode, it was very much to me, pedal to the metal, let's keep it as fast as we can, all action, all action. Cool, we got some interesting stuff here and there. We got the Wrecker stuff. We've got um, the other characters coming in. Uh, it, it was okay. I, I, it was good, but not great. Like mm-hmm. it, it was it was more than okay for me, and it wasn't top tier. So that's where I land. Um, I, I'm excited to dig into it, but just yeah. off the top, that's where I'm at. And let me add one more thing to this before we mm-hmm. get into it. And this isn't like a, a shot because I, I think this adds a lot to this episode. But I feel like a lot of people are thinking that this episode was great only because of the last shot, the last scene. Because to be fair, even though this wasn't top tier for me, this is the first episode, though, where I was like, oh, don't stop. Don't turn it off because I want to know this answer. Yeah. So I think that is kind of affecting that top tier score maybe a little bit. And uh, it's well again, done by the creators, right. you know, I mean, good job leaving us wanting more. Cause I agree with you. This is the first one of the first episodes. I won't say the first, but it's mm-hmm. 
one of the only episodes where I didn't want it to end. I was like, oh, okay, who's this about to be? Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you that. So again, I think if those out there that, that voted top tier probably are weighing that heavily into their vote, and that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think for me, though, again, because I was caught in it the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Top tier. <laughs> Click that. But again, yeah. after the second watch, you know, you realize, you know, we're really here to get to know these characters more. And I just felt like that was missing. That's why we always I, I don't think we've ever brought this up, but I always recommend a double watch. Yes. Two watches. And you know me, you got to go close captions because yes. you get some details in there that you may not get otherwise. Now, if you hate it completely, your thing, you do you, but that's just what I would recommend to you if you haven't try it. Um, but let's get into some deets yeah. of the plot here. So let's Keller, it. take it away. Okay, so the episode opens on Ord Mantell. So I was surprised by this initially. I was surprised that we were still on the same place and we get something that you kind of alluded to. First of all, Echo is training Omega with the bow, but the big thing here is that the Bad Batch, I guess, officially become quote-unquote bounty hunters because they are signing up for this job that sid wants them to do i loved this simple quote from sid you make money i make money and i watch your back and as soon as she says that line she's like give me that bow omega bow 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 and that's it for sid <laughs> i love that opener i loved sid incredible yeah. skills with that bow what did you think of the opener before that mission started I loved it. It was the perfect way to set the scene on the episode. Um, like you said, I was I was surprised that we were still there. And I'm happy to see Sid coming in, doing Sid things. I love the character of Sid now. It went from, yes. ah, she's really cool, to like, that was sick. Because like you said, simple, sweet, short. You make money. I make money. I watch your back. Watch this. You're doing this wrong. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Like, Hey, by the way, I will literally murder you with this bow. That's the vibes I got of like, don't like you, you know, who you're messing with here. Like you want me on your side kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was very well done. And I like how they like looked around. They're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So that's here's, awesome. here's the mission that Sid gives them. She wants the crew to locate a tactical droid on Corellia due to their ability to learn how to defeat the clone army. It makes sense. Obviously, the clones are now the bad guys. Tactical droids during the Clone Wars, their job was to get to know the clones' tactics and exploit them and defeat them that way. So now people that want to destroy the Empire want tactical droids. That lines up. But as soon as I hear the name drop or the planet drop of Corellia, I immediately go to Han Solo and well, never mind. I don't want to say that. Just Han Solo. Just Han Solo, because mm -hmm. I don't want to allude to something that might be, you know, something that we mentioned earlier in the episode. <laughs> but listen, yeah, yeah. Corellia, as soon as I heard that name, I thought for a second there, we were going to get a kid Han running around on Corellia at some point in this episode. That never happened. But one thing I will mention about Corellia before we move forward. I also thought this was going to be a huge potential for us to get those empire things that we love because Corellia was a huge piece in the development of TIE fighters and star destroyers as the empire was rising. And as they were continuing to create that weaponry, what did you think when you heard that Corellia name drop, did you have any expectations when you heard it or were you just kind of going with the flow? So I'll be honest, I, I didn't expect uh, to see Han Solo or anyone like that. Um, okay. I thought it would be kind of heavy handed if they did do that. Um, but like a little too in your face, like this is Star yeah, Wars. Here's like, Han. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, no, I, I did hope. And I think that's why if it would have done this, it would have been top tier. Just give me some touches of why the Empire or how the Empire's doing what we know they're going to do. Right. Yeah. We've seen it on the other episodes with the parade. That's some, where my mind goes is mm. with the simple, you know, 30 second view of them cheering on these uh, troopers that you're like, this is eerie. Right. Like, give us something like that. Just a quick scene. Um, is it a missed opportunity? Maybe not, because maybe we do see that at some point. Maybe not on yeah. Corellia, but maybe somewhere else. Um, but you know, it was cool. I was like, Ooh, Oh, all right, here we go. Let's see something. And, yeah. um, we didn't really well, no payoff, but 
yeah something that i think would have been cool and they did it in solo so it would have been a repeated use but as the bad batch are running into uh oh for some reason i'm blanking on what the term was but the the building where the tactical droid was as they showed that aerial shot of them just running into it it would have been cool if they would have just shown like a star destroyer being put together in the yeah. background up in the sky and that potentially would have been enough to tip me over that edge into top tier because the empire implications just mean that much to me mm-hmm. no yeah i mean you guys know i i love that's my favorite part of the show um is seeing the empire setting their roots and doing their thing um and star destroyers have always fascinated me because mm-hmm. if you guys didn't know i am an engineer um by trade i mean you talk about the engineering on one of those things <laughs> well done empire okay. So like, if, if well you done. were if you were in the Star Wars galaxy, you would be an Imperial engineer then, basically. I mean, you would, maybe you would be working for the bad guys. I can't believe. I, you. I, well, you look at look behind me, homie. Come on. No, I I think if I saw them, you know, murdering just innocence, I don't know if I could be behind that. But <laughs> the well, uh, to be fair though, civilians don't know about them murdering innocence. So true. you know, you know, I would just be some dude in some like planet in my cube you know up there just designing uh a cannon for war you know that's how this goes um but i just think they're fascinating i i yeah. love the tech behind star wars and um just that's where my mind goes so give me something and they didn't so i wanted to talk about the engineering of the star destroyer because the whole mission is to get the tactical droid um to learn about the the clones it is fascinating to me that dichotomy of we hate the droids screw the droids now hey we need this droid because it actually is going to help us that's fascinating to me absolutely and there's that there's actually like a connection here and we're kind of getting ahead here but that's fine sorry uh there's a similar plot thread in rebels where rex and company have to fight with droids in order to fend off imperial troopers so, yeah, it's cool whenever that connection happens because, mm-hmm. you know, the clones have for so long had hatred for these droids. But this is now the second time we've had to see the two sides work together in order to mm-hmm. get out of a situation. What it uh, what but, it made me what it made me feel like just in a little sense was in uh, Mandalorian when they're on that truck and they're about to just get oh, murked. Yeah. And you then you see the TIE fighters come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird, like, uh, hmm. I hate these guys, but this is sick. And thank yeah. you for coming. Like, I, I love that, that. That one has always stuck out to me in Mandalorian lore, because that is just a great thing that we haven't really seen in Star Wars before, in my opinion. So it was cool to see here. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see more of that in. Mm-hmm. Acolyte, I think we will. Right? I think we will. Oh yeah, right. we go. We gonna get dark in the acolyte. All right, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Next up in the mission, though, as they get to Corellia, they realize there's a couple other people trying to get this tactical droid. It turns out to be Rafa and Trace Martez from the final season of the Clone Wars. They make their return to the franchise. Personally, I was surprised by their involvement initially because, again, for me, my head cannon as I hear Corellia and I see this person pick up the tactical droid head that's completely covered. I'm thinking, is that Han Solo somehow? <laughs> Are we really doing this? But then it turns out to be Rafa and Trace. Uh, so initially, I was a little disappointed because you know you can't beat Han Solo, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's one of those things that after I got over that initial uh, su- surprise. It just made sense because, you know, it's Dave Filoni wanting to connect all of his previous projects to this new project. So, yeah. And for me, I know now I need to give myself some own personal homework. I need to go back and watch that Rafa and Trace arc with Ahsoka in the final season of The Clone Wars. And speaking of that, though, let's uh, test Zach here. Have you seen Rafa and Trace before? I have. You did. In trailers. Yeah. Nice. No, I, I I knew who they were. Um again, I I've watched some stuff of that final season. You know, I was trying to do my homework for this. And uh I have I think I saw the first episode with them. Is there mm-hmm. just one episode with them or is it two? There is four. 
Okay. Yeah, I knew it was more than one, and I have mm -hmm. seen the first one. I think so it's I knew three or four, but I'm pretty sure it's four. Okay. I knew of them, but I, I didn't really, you know, like, oh, here we go. Watch out. Yeah. I just, I took it as a, hey, they're, they're calling them back. Uh, Dave's doing what he does. And I think it's cool. Like, I, I love that. And uh, I wanted to bring up, you know, their dynamic in the show. Yeah, I thought cool. it was great with the bad batch where it would make sense they're like yo go on i'm trying to freaking get this thing and then the bad batch is like no you go on i'm trying to get this thing right and then by the end of it there was a mutual respect of okay you guys are trying to get this but i can tell that you're not bad people you're yeah. just doing your job so i thought that was a great um what could have not worked worked mm -hmm. for me yeah, and for me, uh, the Rafa and Trace stuff, like you said, that dynamic between the two was great. Uh, the action was great. This is this is where it really got action heavy throughout mm -hmm. this show um, or through this episode in particular. It was like a good solid ten minutes. It felt like of just straight action going down between these two uh, characters. Now, for me personally, and I think I talked about this when we were watching the Clone Wars final season, and we were doing the Martez and Martez sister and Ahsoka plot that storyline I wasn't a huge fan of these two I didn't really mind the characters especially and you said you've seen the first two episodes or first couple first one first one what do you think of it because for me if I recall I wasn't too like I think that's why I didn't watch the other ones yeah that's what I thought and yeah. I think the the last two I think again I need to do this homework the last two end up being pretty good but the kickoff of those two characters was a little rocky for me personally. So I'm kind of not surprised that you fall in line with that as well. Yeah, I, I but it is know. what it is. It is it what, is what it, is. it is. So what happens next? Dude, you're right. You're 100% on the money. You called this a couple weeks ago. Um, your thing is going to end up being correct before mine ever possibly ever will be. <laughs> Wrecker hits his head again. And um, when he started saying this, quote unquote, good soldiers follow and he stopped i was I, I thought it was about to happen i thought wrecker was about to go bad but luckily he slowly snapped out of it now also in that moment though he was getting shot at and he got knocked once mm -hmm. pretty good mm -hmm. i also for a second thought are we seeing the end of wrecker is he going out I, yeah but i mean for a second happening. for a split second i was like oh my god is that are we getting are we doing this like yeah. are we losing him um, I won't lie, like when he was, you know, uh, uh, and then like gets, like you say, gets popped. I was like, oh, oh no, is he about to just, <laughs> yeah. but no, luckily yeah. he snapped out of it. I thought we were going to go there this episode. Now, yeah. I want you guys, listeners, <laughs> go back. I can't remember what episode it was. If it was oh, the last episode or two episodes ago where I said three episodes from now, he's going to go bad. Ooh, I think we're coming up week. on it. We are coming up on it, folks. Um, and so I, I don't know. Dang. I don't know. Dude, I may have just to like find that sound bite, dude. Each week and remind the listeners of it. Yeah, just throw it. I want you to hit a button and me just be like. <laughs> well, first <laughs> of all, I'm gonna give you props because you called it the very first episode where he hit his head. I was like, oh, by something right there. Predicted that record was gonna <laughs> go bad. Um, <laughs> second of all. I wouldn't be surprised if your next prediction will be correct. But here's my take with this. Mm -hmm. And I think, if I recall correctly, I mentioned this in my quick takeaways. What was it? Episode two or three, where Tech mentions this device that he's working on to scan their inhibitor chips. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to go against the theory of record going bad, just to be different. I think tech might discover the issue with his device before he fully commits to going mm -hmm. bad. And I think that's how that device that we talked about, how it was eventually going to come back up. Yeah. It's too important to not come back up. I think that is going to yeah. prevent him from going bad to where maybe I can be right about something. This show. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right though. I, I do. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. That's what's going to happen. At least to me that, um, he, he brings it up, this device, mm -hmm. and then this happens to Wrecker. I think that is just the next natural step is Wrecker either goes bad for like a second and they're like, no, no, save him. And he has to like do whatever the device is. 
um Stand before that's what it looked like so, you were doing <laughs> yeah you know well yeah i don't know <laughs> but um i just i can see it being like uh they're together ricker hits his head or something and like i said a couple episodes ago where like omega is in the way and he's about to do something bad either to omega or a team member and then they're like no gotta get the thing because they're like because wrecker all right here's how it's going folks i'm a writer of the okay. show all right we we are gonna snip at this so snip hard it, man snip it <laughs> snip it so uh wrecker is going to be like ah oh, my head ah oh, man it hurts and then tech's gonna be like oh yo i need to check your uh thing and the wrecker's gonna be like okay sure and he's gonna be like oh tech's gonna say oh my god this thing is messed up wrecker this could get bad quickly i need to figure out this device wrecker starts getting bad he is about to hurt someone mm. tech oh gosh no wrecker don't do it wow and yeah. then saves him from doing something bad hmm. write it down folks I, write it down all right we're gonna cut it right here we're gonna come back to this eventually <laughs> uh, i could see that now, now i do have a question though what would be the order to make him go against the crew though like because he's saying good soldiers follow orders yeah like what would he then do kill the bad batch hmm. that's the order like is that know. just the initial like as soon as his, inhib his inhibitor chip goes sure. bad he just goes berserk yeah sure i hope okay. i don't know <laughs> i mean it would make sense to me that that well, when the inhibitor chip went bad for Crosshair, what happened? I don't remember. He started like shooting at him, didn't he? Or well, he started so killing the the um the people. So I can't remember what from, happened. From what I remember, man, we're really struggling. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Folks. <laughs> from what I remember, Crosshair, his inhibitor chip was always just a little on edge compared to the rest of them, and that's why he was struggling so much. With not mm -hmm. with not committing to Order sixty six, while the other crew in the Bad Batch were okay with not committing it. Um, mm -hmm. So then, Parkin and everyone else discovered that his inhibitor mm -hmm. chip is on edge. So they, you know, zapped into it, whatever they were doing in that mm -hmm. scene, and they edited it to where he was more responding to that uh, inhibitor chip, and that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. he then right. fully committed to hurting the Bad Batch. That's right. I I don't know. You bring up a good point. Like, I don't know what, you know, could come of it. What would be really cool is if we bring Crosshair back. We haven't seen our boy in a long time. Bring right. him back. That's so, you know, Tarkin or whoever is like, kill the Bad Batch, do yeah. it. And then Wrecker's fighting and he's like, oh, good soldiers, you follow orders. And then uh -huh. turns on them. And then that's when they stab yeah. him in the chest. And then it saves the day right. i don't know guys i'm completely having that, fun here but speaking of crosshair i was completely wrong about seeing him this week oh yeah i was really Dude. surprised by that though honestly i mean it's the bad batch and crosshair was a member of the bad batch i feel like we should be checking on him a little bit more who knows i, I mean there is 16 episodes and this is actually something that we're going to get to to close the show so i don't really want to talk about this too much mm -hmm. so maybe we'll eventually get to see crosshair but i'm dying to see where he's at and what he's doing yeah Sorry, we'll keep moving on. I I, no, I got good, a little man. crazy with my predictions, but <laughs> I'm I'm really feeling feeling the vibes on Wrecker because I think that could be really good character stuff because we've been yeah. talking about character. I think that could be very cool for him because Wrecker at the beginning, especially like in the Clone Wars short show, very one note, very ha ha. He's the big bear, right? Dude, and yes. so if we could give him more depth with Omega, we got that small scene with him that went a long way. Now if we can get his turmoil and his um inner conflict i think that could be very cool to dig into but yeah we'll, that's we'll a great on. point because wrecker for me in the clone wars was very one-dimensional he was just comedic mm -hmm. relief mm -hmm. but now that yeah. i'm thinking about it he might be one of the most interesting characters now because this whole head issue man that's what i'm so, saying man you know, that's props what I'm saying. to writers and everyone involved with 
Wrecker and the Bad Batch as a whole. So next up in this episode, let's get back to the mission. Trace saves Omega. This is what helps with the whole, we trust you. Uh, we're good with you, you guys. So let's work together. So they eventually work together to get out of here. We already alluded to this. They activate the tactical droid to get the battle droids to help them their escape, which again, we talked about was interesting, connects back to rebels with Rex having to do this to fend off some Imperial troopers. The tactical droid is then destroyed. And then here's another small canon connection that I loved. R7 makes an appearance, which was formerly Ahsoka Tano's droid during the Clone Wars. And that's that for the mission. Uh, They get back to the ship. They have this conversation, though, where Rafa and Trace are talking about how they're trying to get this information to destroy the Empire. We want to do good. And I think that gets to Hunter a little bit because we then see at the end of the episode, Hunter gives uh, Rafa and Trace the tactical droid intel from a data stick following that conversation. What were your thoughts on the the finality of the mission Mm -hmm. and then the eventual decision from Hunter to give Rafa and Trace that intel? Hot takes incoming. Okay. Let's do it. The the Omega Trace saving Omega um it was weird for me like why would this person save this little girl who is on a molten lava pit that is not melting her skin off um but the re the what i go back to is that i think that's signifying that they're good people right Mm -hmm. that's that's how i read that um so i can get over that um but what I thought about Hunter giving the droid intel over. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm conflicted on it. Um, It makes sense. And I want it to happen. Like I want Hunter to, to be see the empire's bad and want to be good. But from a character standpoint, just because these two people say they're good people, he, he gives it to him. I don't know. Do you like am I trusting being, them too? Like, so. am I being ridiculous with this? I hope I'm not. And and I don't mean to be. That's just how it vibed for me. And I was like, he's just going like give it to him like that. No. Like we just did all that for this. Like Omega almost died, and now we're just gonna give it off to these good people. That's weird. I don't I don't think you're out of line big time with that. I will say this though. And mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure in this because, again, I need to do homework and go back and watch that arc with Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's probably like a cool little connection there where where Trace has just been influenced heavily by Ahsoka and her helping them through their okay. situation. I think that possibly has tugged a, a string in her heart for the longevity of the rest of her life. And I yeah. think maybe that's why she connects with Omega so much because Ahsoka did essentially the same thing for her. And mm. I think maybe that's just uh, poetry in motion there. Maybe and and I, I agree for that. No, I agree. I, that's what I was saying. That's that's how I interpreted it was like, mm. that's just them trying to say these are actually good people. Like, yeah, if it was actually another bounty hunter or someone trying to get this thing, I'm not saving this kid. I'm taking the stuff and bouncing and I'm shooting you in the face. Right. Um, yeah. So I thought it was a, a subtle moment, but it, it just didn't. I think the whole episode lended itself to what I'm trying to say, where it just felt very, very rushed, and we didn't get the character Mm. stuff that I wanted out of it. Yeah. Um, No, because you're you're right. And this the one line from Rafa when she says, we're trying to get this intel to defeat the Empire. And we're supposed to believe that that one line compels Hunter to uh, not follow through on his mission. Who just got, like, betrayed by his whole people and... Uh, and that's what the bad batch and the clones and everyone are trained to do from birth to execute their orders to get their Mm -hmm. mission done so yeah i can see what you're saying and you're making me go to the dark side after pointing that out (laughs) i'm not great i mean about that i don't mean to be crazy but that just me watching that's my initial thoughts is like hmm Oh, like I, I wasn't mad by it. And again, yeah. I want it to be true. Like I want Hunter to eventually see the empire bad. I want to help. And then eventually maybe even work with Jedi and stuff. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just very weird to me, but I want to talk about a pro. I'm, I've been hating on it. I'm going to talk about a really cool part for me. I loved that. I think it was tech who got that Intel out mm-hmm. and he just whispers to Hunter, like mission complete. 
Like he doesn't tell anyone. Like that was such a subtle little thing that lended itself to this is a team. They know what they're doing. They didn't go like, we got it. You know, that yeah. he was just like missing complete. Let's roll. Um, and I loved that little touch. So what no, were your thoughts on it overall? I don't know, man. Did I, I wasn't sway even, you? I wasn't even thinking about it like that. <laughs> I was honestly just going with the flow with it. Uh, I think Hunter in the end realizes that the Empire is the true enemy. I think he's already there. I think he realizes that the enemy is the Empire 100%. Oh, no, I, I think so, too. I, I do agree. And the reason I think that was actually a couple episodes ago when he was like with the family and, the, and, he's, right. and he's like trying to push them through and he sees that they are kind of not OK. Like yeah. these guys are kind of bad. And then he knows about all the Tarkin stuff and the yeah. crosshair going bad and they're murdering civilians. So maybe um, just that one line is enough. Maybe we're not giving it enough credit. Like I said, maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I I think it also is kind of my fault. I, I didn't really know these characters enough. Yeah. So maybe that Fair. is a thing too. But I, I'm just giving you guys my thoughts and uh, hey, I, I, get a, I dig into it, okay? I listen to the lines. <laughs> close, I watch the closed captions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, to finish the episode, we'll go ahead and talk about that last scene. Rafa and Trace uh, share info about the Bad Batch to their contact. Uh, we only see the shoulder. We don't know who this contact is. And I know for me initially, again, because of that arc that's in the Clone Wars, I was like, man, this is where we could get Ahsoka Tano. But again, on the second watch, Trace specifically says to R7, patch him through R7. Yeah, so, any predictions? You got any Obi Wan Kenobi? It's Obi Wan Kenobi. Hot take. Really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were being like one thousand percent dead no, on. No, like, no, this no, is, no, no. This is legit. No, I'm completely not that. Um, I just want I want the listeners to go. Wait, wait, wait. What? Um, and you know, you heard it here first. It's it Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> does it make sense? I don't know, but um, I will say. And and if you're in the Discord, you already kind of, you know, we, we talked about it in there, but um, it looked like Jedi robes to me. It did. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 100%, it looked like some sort of robes to me. So who mm -hmm. is it? Keller, come on. Give us your, your insider Lucasfilm. We know you got people. Tell us I'm who looking, it is. I'm looking up something right now as far as a potential character because I, I remember him being in um, animation before and seeing his wardrobe, and I feel like there could be potential there. So I'm just going to go ahead and say who I'm looking up. Bell Organa, mm -hmm. the senator mm -hmm. from the prequels. Leia's stepdad. Yeah. Um, I think that there's potential there. I've seen online talk about Bell Organa. Now, I was saying I, we were talking about how Obi Wan might be kind of crazy, but I've even seen this. So you're definitely not like way crazy because <laughs> I've seen people saying Mace Windu, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna give that one like a three percent chance. I was gonna go one, but Mace I Windu hope... is supposed to be dead. <laughs> like I really, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I'll I would this, not though. hate it at all. I think it's one of those moments where we're going crazy with who could it be, who could it be, who could it be, who could it be. But when they reveal who it is, I have a feeling we're all going to be like, "Oh, that makes sense." I think there's nothing. Right. There's nothing big about that. Like, why were we going crazy about this? <laughs> I don't know, man. Why would they? They know what they're doing. Why would they give us a little arm? You know? Why? I don't know. If it wasn't something in someone of somewhat importance, like yeah, if it, they if they turn it on to the to the you know face of the person and they're like, this is Moxie Phillips. It's like, who is this person? You know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I think it's got to be someone of importance. Yeah, it'll be someone that we know. But Obi Wan Kenobi, dude, come on. I like it. I don't know why he would be here working with them now, but my head is currently cranking. I'm trying to think of other possibilities, but I don't know. Could it be Rex? 
could it be Rex? Because we know that he's eventually in the show. Uh, I mean, yeah, possible. I mean, he doesn't have to be a Jedi, right? Like, I mean, right. Maybe Rex is just wearing robes now. Maybe he's got yeah. a lax. I mean, suit a lot of people wear robes in the in the yeah, galaxy far, far away. So a lot of people. Well, listen, those of you uh, watching on YouTube, please comment your prediction of who that character was in that yeah. hologram at the end of the episode. If you're listening on podcasts, please, if you haven't clicked that Discord link, go over to our Discord and tell us through there we would love yeah. to hear the predictions or the theories or, or, or tweet at us that's yes. it, that that as well you could tweet or at message us message us it doesn't matter i just it, love talking with people yeah i'm gonna say we just, i want to hear what you guys think because if i'm being completely honest i'm not confident in anyone i don't have Me a either. confident i think it's this person i i just i don't know i think it's also because well two things we didn't get a lot to work with but also i don't know what the timelines are at this like i don't know what all the people are doing at this time True. so i i no, i'm just saying me personally i don't so that's why yeah. i don't feel comfortable dropping a name but that's why i said obi-wan kenobi because i don't know that'd be cool but um i i think i hope that it's someone worth the hype for and that it'll make the story even better. That's all I ask for. Agreed. And I'm I'm going to just echo that. I 1,000% agree with you. Nothing else to add to that. But before we leave the Bad Batch, there's one thing that came to my realization today as I was doing my second watch. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago, how we were very surprised when they announced that it was 16 episodes in this season. Mm -hmm. And I have now come to the realization of why. We have that many episodes. Listen to this list of the number of different plot lines we currently have for this Bad Batch season. First plot line, the transition to Imperial rule across the galaxy. That's our favorite part. That's always going to be a plot line that they throw in this show. Second plot line, the clone army being phased out. Uh, that has been heavily alluded to. I think we're going to see more of that eventually. Three, Crosshair. We haven't even seen him in a couple of weeks. Four, the Kaminoans' unrevealed intentions so far. We had that little one-on-one -on -one conversation yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we haven't gotten pay, pay off to or even alluded to since. Uh, mm. Fennec Shand, we saw her a couple weeks ago but haven't seen her since. The sixth thing, so we're on number six at this point. Who are Rafa and Trace working for? We just got that question from this week's episode. Seventh thing, Omega getting accustomed to being a part of the crew. And then eighth thing, Wrecker's inhibitor chip. That is eight very interesting plot lines, plot points. And you know what I didn't even mention in that list? The title of the freaking show is The Bad Batch. We still got to focus on The Bad Batch throughout the show, uh, as well as those different things. So, yeah, it's very evident here why we have so many episodes in this season. And I think this leans heavily to confirmation possibly that we're getting more than one season if there was any doubt at this point about that do you fall in line yeah. with that or do you think we're gonna get answers of all of this in one season and, and that's it i think we're gonna get a lot of answers okay. um if i'm being honest because we're on six right so we've got 10 more episodes mm -hmm. to answer these things and to be honest some of them could be you know, wrapped up pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what I was going to, yeah. Um, well, and I think too, some of them could like be answered together. That's what I'm saying. Like, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Um, however, do I think it lends itself to a second season? I think what's happening in the show lends itself to a second season. Because how fascinating is it that they stay with Sid and maybe they don't just be bounty hunters the whole time, but that could give us a backbone of, learning more about this time of the empire's rise like mm -hmm. just bad batch empire rising or something like come on i'm being yeah, i'm being very selfish with that but i just think it'd be cool to answer your question i think they're if you'd asked me to see, start a season one i'd say this is a one season thing but mm -hmm. where we stand it very well could be two seasons i think so I think I it's wanna, leaning heavily to it. I want to bring up one thing as well before we go. We, we're talking about who could be at the end of the episode. Uh -huh. From what I'm seeing online, it's... Oh, I'm glad you did that. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, just clicking through some articles here. Bail Organa, definitely up there. Um, but also uh, Darth Maul. 
No. That's what people are saying no. here? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so Rafa and Trace go bad then, if that's the case. Yeah, I... I don't, I don't think it's that Man, one. That and would then, be cool though, because Maul wanting to destroy the Empire lines up with Maul wanting to get revenge for Palpatine killing his brother. Yeah. And anyway, like I said, that was who said it's a rabbit, rabbit hole. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one is Rex. So you're you're right on it with your mm. uh, predictions, at least from what I'm seeing here. No Obi Wan. Um, <laughs> no Obi Wan. Dad Gummit. But um, yeah, Yoda, no Mace Windu. Yeah. Yeah, let us let us know what you guys think on that. I'm excited to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, but I think that's it, right? Dude, that's it for this week of The Bad Batch. I, again, we fall under the category of it being good but not great. But with that said, we had a lot of interesting conversations from this episode. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of great potential, great possibilities with who their contact was. Uh, Zach was 100% on the money. Wrecker is going bad at some point. Um, We're getting maybe, close. Yeah. Getting close. Getting close to turning bad. Uh, and other than that, that's about it for this week's yeah. episode of The Bad Batch and as well as Mando Talk. We appreciate those of you that made it this far with us. We know that you are our hardcore supporters, so we thank you so much for those yep. of you that are still with us. Um, again. Follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Mando Talk uh, to get on, get in all the fun with us and check out our Discord. And uh, Zach, thanks for being here this week. It was, it was fun. It was yeah, great to talk with you and it was great to have another week with you, man. Yep. I, I love talking Star Wars, especially hanging out with you. It's always a good time and I can't wait till next week. Let's learn more. Let's let's tell us who it is. It better be this episode. Tell us who it is. It? Are we gonna get it next week? Do you think we're gonna get it? I think we're gonna get because, it. Because man, we see Phoenix Shannon, we haven't seen her in two weeks. We see Crosshair, we haven't seen him in four weeks. It feels like like they're really gapping out these answers that I thought were gonna be like immediate follow-ups. I wanted to go back to the kind of the way it was where we were jumping around a little bit. We've been very, very focused on Bad Batch here lately in these past mm -hmm. like three episodes without leaving them. Mm -hmm. It's time to, to spread the love. I agree. So okay. we'll see. Fair, fair. All right. We are going to get out of here. We hope you have a blessed week and we can't wait to see you next week. All right. As always, we have spoken.